catchy hook, dreamy calypso-like melodies, trippy imagery, and that beat. But hold on, what is he saying? Only once the drugs are done, I feel like dying. How come no one's checking on this guy? Unfortunately, the media, bloggers and lists, music writers, the outspoken world of internet commenters are usually too busy panning on Lil Wayne instead of being worried about his personal welfare. Comments like, Wayne just raps pure garbage, no meaning behind his lyrics or his songs, just rapping crap, 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 that's all he does. He is part of a generation which is ruining hip-hop. Or, every song by him is just rapping about things that he believes makes him cool, but uses the same topics in every song, his car, his gun, his money, how good he is at rapping. But, wait, what about this cry for help? I am a prisoner locked up behind Xanax bars. I have just boarded a plane without a pilot and violets are blue. Roses are red, daisies are yellow, the flowers are dead. Wish I can give you this feeling I feel like buying. And if my dealer don't have no more than... I'm your host, Mallory Samara, and this is Check Your Head. Hip-hop has historically been misconceived, especially by those who don't consider it their favorite genre. The same goes for their creators. What's said about Lil Wayne, that he raps pure garbage, that hip-hop is only about cars and money, that it sets a bad example for young kids, it doesn't take into account the messages that are contained in this music, the stories, the heartbreak, the tragic upbringings, the drug addiction. Sometimes these topics just kind of fall by the wayside. It's not uncommon for these serious issues to come in second behind the beat or how the song sounds, um, the hype that surrounds the release of the album, um, or even the public persona of the musician. As of recently, both Kid Cudi and Kanye West, both beloved hip-hop artists, have come out publicly, um, whether willingly or unwillingly, to admit that they are struggling with mental illnesses. Now, the subject of mental illness and the struggles that come along with them It's not a new topic in hip-hop, but with artists like Kid Cudi and Kanye West, the conversation is widening, and I think that people are starting to understand these songs, these lyrics, these cries for help that have been happening 
quite honestly, since the beginning of hip hop. And what I'd like to do is take this opportunity to talk about the relationship between mental health and hip hop. In this first episode, I spoke with two artists, one a visual artist, uh, one a rapper, producer, both heavily involved in the San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area hip hop scene. We explored a lot of topics actually, and this is such a heavy subject that it's actually pretty hard to uh, contain using just audio or hard to contain in just one episode. So I'm hoping to tackle this issue, uh, the relationship between mental health, mental illness, and hip-hop music uh, over, over this series. I'm hoping that this first episode provides itself as a guide or um, an introduction to the subject. And in this episode in particular, we will be kind of getting down to the basics, going back to the basics. We're going to be talking about why artists are more inclined to mental health issues or more so um, why they're paid attention to more. Um, Also, how these issues affect hip-hop music differently than any other genre. Uh, We talk about the pressures that face hip-hop artists, these cries for help, um, and how drug addiction can play into this topic, um, how it lends itself to the bigger picture. contributors for this first podcast are from my home, the San Francisco Bay Area. Richie Cunning is a rapper slash producer slash music aficionado from San Francisco. He's performed on international tours with Oakland's hip-hop group Hieroglyphics and open for the likes of KRS-One, Mob Deep, and Action Bronson. Jane is a visual artist from the East Bay a painter who works in acrylics and who grew up in an artistically encouraging household. She is heavily involved in the Bay Area music scene, painting portraits of local musicians and rappers. The following are a series of clips from my eye-opening interviews with them. What kinds of connections do you see between artists or creative types um, to the perception of mental health? It, it takes a lot for someone to, to paint whatever they have inside of them onto whatever canvas that they're painting on. Um, it's really hard to do. I mean, it's one thing to just sit at a piano and like bang out some notes, but to really create something that represents something from within you and share it with people is one of the most terrifying things in the world. And 
um, once you do that, uh, it's not, that fear doesn't necessarily go away. I mean, it, you could be afraid to share it initially, but even after you share it, it's still scary to just have it out there. You know, it's like, um, it's hard to, hard to know that that much of yourself is out there for anyone to listen to or to hate or to judge or to like make fun of or anything like that. Um, but I feel like if you have any kind of issues with that, like creating art and sharing it with people can really magnify it. I mean, I think as far back as we remember, all tales describe like quirky, colorful characters as being kind of crazy. Like let's take the Mad Hatter, for instance, like in the book and the movies, he's always portrayed as being like this creative, imaginative guy with all these great ideas. But then at the same time, he's also like batshit insane. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, I think it goes hand in hand. Like there's some, there's like this super old quote. I mean, I'm sure some super old dude said it, but it's something like, uh, like madness is a channel by which we receive blessings and it comes from God, whereas a sober sense is merely human. And I think that like, maybe that guy like kind of had it right. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe if our society views madness as a negative when really like if nobody ever questioned, like ever questioned the unquestionable or acted strange or, you know, act, like went out of the norm, like we would be a lot further behind, I think. Um, if we didn't have people that were kind of like out of their minds, you know what I mean? It kind of takes people that are out of their minds to come up with these ideas and, uh, and experiment with them. And I think that, you know, I think that kind of being crazy goes hand in hand with, you know, being creative a little bit. What kind of, or what are the stigmas stacked up against hip hop artists? What, what are, how are those expectations different uh, than with any other musical genre? Traditionally, I mean, like, growing up with it, like, the last, you know, 20 years or whatever, of, like, listening to hip-hop and, like, dreaming about, like, being a quote-unquote rapper, um, it's just hard to, like, uh, I mean, hip-hop itself, like, MCs, you're, you're supposed to be a very a very proud and very like un unfettered, just like unfazed uh, personality, you know, is like not, not just not saved by anything at all. Um, and that's, that's a hard act to keep up 24 hours a day because anybody who is keeping it up, you can be sure that it's just an act. Um, it's uh so it's hard to it's hard to try to exude like that level of that level of of confidence um, just at all times and like completely sure of everything that you're doing, um, which is just not really not really a thing that that humans <laughs> that humans feel. It's just not no no one is like that. I mean, you can you can put that on a record and you can in interviews and in every song that you're in, you can sound like that, but you're, but no, no one's immune from, from self doubt. Um, and I think that, like I said, uh, 
we're getting to a point now where like uh, MCs who who address that and talk about that and admit to it are much more in the spotlight now than they used to be. Hashtag Drake. But <laughs> um, but you know we're not we're not there yet. It's still it's still a very like you know braggadocio bravado based music for the most part obviously i think that um like hip-hop artists have it have it pretty hard i mean there's a lot of more pressure on them i think to prove themselves i think society kind of puts hip-hop artists in this small box with all these super negative connotations like before they even get to know the artist yeah and i think that um society kind of like when hip-hop artists you know are caught doing drugs or go to jail for anything or you know what i'm saying I feel like it gets a lot more attention than say like a country artist or a pop artist would because it's like society almost expected them to fuck up. Yeah. Like they were just kind of waiting on it to happen. So to have to like have the pressure to prove yourself to your peers, the world, and like while everybody's watching you 24 seven and waiting on you to fuck up somehow. I mean, that's, that's gotta be hard. I mean, like, obviously don't get me wrong. There's, there's the artists that just like don't care and put all their foolery at the forefront for like everybody to see. Yeah. But I guess that's just kind of like the struggle of being in hip hop nowadays. Like, you know, you have your peers that make it hard for you to make a good impression. And then, you know, it's just already hard as it is. Like hip hop has such a bad rap. Yeah. And I think like just going off of that, um, you know, thinking about, these communities that feel like they're forgotten and while again you know some great music can come out of it it's like you see the product of that in the hip-hop community you see like you see artists who feel like they're being forgotten and so you know they rap about it or they make music about it but it's like it doesn't mean that you know the music isn't the only outlet for that like it it bleeds into other areas of their lives and you know which can lead to depression and like you know like PTSD and anxiety and um yeah I think so definitely I definitely think that there's um that that plays a big role I mean that uh, where you grew up in and being stuck in in you know these neighborhoods and you know just from a perspective of growing up in the Bay Area, I mean, it does oppress you to, to feel a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? And um, and I have a lot of, of people that I know personally that have made it in the music industry and in the hip-hop industry that still can't quite get away from that lifestyle. It's almost like you're stuck in it, no matter how how much opportunity you're given I feel like uh, they're so stuck in these ways and I feel like uh, they almost feel like they don't deserve it. It's weird. It's like they almost feel like they don't deserve this success or that it's not real or that it's not valid when it's very much so real and valid. And I feel like um, like those things cause people to kind of fall off. Like, I mean, like, let's look at Messy Mar, for example, um, super famous, super popular had a really high point in his music career, got a little older, couldn't get out of his ways. And now he's like, you know, he was went through a whole battle with depression and now he's smoking crack. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I feel like sometimes the way that these artists grew up kind of oppresses them to stay 
in that same lifestyle that they grew up in. And it's like they almost don't want to leave. I feel like they feel like they disconnect themselves from it if they left and they wouldn't be the same person and their music wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Um, without realizing that, you know, life is about evolving. Like you're going to evolve, you're going to change. Um, and certain people, I mean, certain people have taken that success and ran with it. I don't want to make it seem like everybody, uh, yeah, right. everybody is oppressed by that. Um, but I think that there's definitely like individual cases of people that, that, that do kind of get stuck in that and these communities that don't get paid attention to and, you know, and they work really hard to get attention. And then when they do, they're like, ah, it's too much. Like I can't, I can't yeah. do it. Like, yeah. Uh, and you know, and that's sad, but, but that, that does have something to do, I think with depression big time for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, rap comes from a very specific area of like urban plight. <laughs> I mean, like at its, at its core, comes from a very, very specific zone of, uh, of just like, of just, I don't know, just, just economic, like abandonment almost. Um, and you know, like the majority of people who like listen to and buy music, I think are not, they, they can't identify with that. And um, a lot of people like love it like as a novelty or like as an irony. Um, but, but just because of that disconnect, it's hard for people to take it like, it's hard for people to take it serious, seriously as real art. Um, so I think it's still hard for so many people to hear, um, rap with a serious message and with something to say and just be open to listening to it uh just when they hear like the immediate identifiable elements of rap music they just their ears don't they just shut down like they just they just don't they, they don't take it in at all um we talked about uh drug addiction in hip-hop music and you know that definitely being like a mental health um issue um and what can you identify like some examples of like anxiety or depression in certain or like specific artists? I think a lot of the time drug addiction in hip hop is actually very much mental health based. And I think it's because they're afraid to go get help. So they prescribe themselves in other ways. And they're like, I'm just going to numb myself with cough syrup, which is basically heroin or Xanax, which turns me into like a, fucking hulk you know what i'm saying like it's just it's crazy but it is what it is and it's sad you know i think that's why Lil wayne's drug pop problem for all these years has become so normalized no one sees it as being a problem yeah and then it gets made fun of which i think is probably the saddest part um in their music um i think that i mean when we look back at like hip-hop artists that have like dealt with mental health i think that it's like long since been kind of th of a thing mm -hmm. i think that um i mean like let's look back to like bushwick bill you know there was a night he felt suicidal ended up getting drunk you know saw some weed was like hey i'm gonna smoke that and it ended up being you know laced with pcp and he has his girlfriend shoot him in the face you know what i mean uh there's dmx uh he's been diagnosed as bipolar not by his choice he was you know put into a hospital and you know forced to get diagnosed yeah um you know obviously drug use plays a big role um in his madness as well 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Joe Budden has been battling depression and drug use for years. That's right. Little Wayne, like, you know, like how he touched in on, on that song. I mean, he just came out on Solange's album. Yeah. And her song Mad mentions how he tried to commit suicide and he didn't succeed and how mad he was. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, drug use and uh, depression has been a thing in uh, in hip-hop. And, uh, you know, like, let's look at Pimp C and his addiction to, you know, to cough syrup. And that, to me, right now is the biggest drug use issue, I think, in hip-hop is the cough syrup. I think that, uh, you know, it's made to look like it's a party thing, but I think people are really doing it to escape it. Like, there's no partying when you're sipping liquid heroin. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see people sip that shit all day every day and I look at them and I'm just like man you're high off that shit like you are just standing in one spot leaning around you've been on your phone for 30 minutes have not said one hello yeah and it's just yeah. it's a very real problem right now and I think that uh hip-hop makes it okay like they're making this this syrup thing okay and I think it's really a big outlet for people that are suffering from depression it's just easier for them to sip that than than actually getting diagnosed and, and seeking help or you know what I mean or reaching out to their friends and saying hey I'm dealing with this or you know it, it makes them look less weak I think I think that's the big uh the big issue in hip-hop is they don't want to seem weak yeah. so they medicate they self-medicate uh to kind of escape the issue instead of seeking help you know Kid Cudi I think is the first one to openly say that he's going to reach out for help um you know, and I think in the past, it wasn't easy for artists to come out and say, hey, you know, I have an issue and I need help. I think it's, you know, and it's not normal now. Like, look at how insane, like, media coverage has been since Kid Cudi and Kanye. I mean, it's, like, almost yeah. overwhelming, you know, and it's such a normal thing to go through. But I think being huge hip-hop icons, it's, like, nobody expects these people to be humans. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not robots. They're people, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, I think that being as famous as Kanye is um, and having all the things that people say about him just constantly just <laughs> assaulting him every, everywhere he goes, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you could blame anyone for, for kind of just lose, losing control of things um, in that kind of situation. Um, and also the thing with Kanye is, uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Kanye, like since college dropout, like I just, I think I've maintained for years that he was the most important thing to happen to hip hop in that entire decade. Um, but I've always kind of sensed that he, you know, was insecure and like, and was just like maybe, you know, had his own issues that everybody has. Um, and that was kind of what made his music unique to me. Um, it just made him uh, more of an artist that I appreciate because he would he would let those things show. He'd let those cracks show in his song, um, which was not, not a thing that rappers on his level were doing at the time. Yeah. Um, he would really, really expose himself. Um, and, uh, I mean, we've all seen 
his, you know, like blow ups and like his like moments, his like paparazzi moments, things like, you know, blowing up backstage at award shows and like you don't have the answer sway and like all of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could tell, you could tell that he, you know, had, had his own issues and that he might not be like, like completely mentally in the place that he wished that he was in. Yeah. Um, so when I heard that he was hospitalized, I can't say I was surprised, um, but I can say that I was glad. I mean, I'd much rather hear that he was hospitalized than that he had some kind of incident that he like horribly regretted yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Like, I mean, uh, of all the things you could hear about someone, um, honestly, like them being hospitalized for mental illness um is is one of the better ones yeah um just because just because you know that they're being taken care of um that you know that news could have been a lot worse i guess is what i'm trying to say um but i think um i don't know that level of fame and that level of just, I don't know, I guess that, that level of fame, like, how, how can you even be surprised when anyone breaks down <laughs> Yeah. With, with, with that much on their back ever, you know, and, and we've seen it so many times with so many people. Um, and it's a really old kind of idea. Uh, but but it's still true. It's like people love people love to build up celebrities, and then they love to laugh and make fun of them while they tear them down. And it's sad. It's really sad. And no, I don't think any one person would admit to doing it. Um, but as a whole, you know, uh, society tends to do that. Um, what a terrifying life that would be. <laughs> Sure. Can you blame? Could you blame anyone that broke down in the middle of that life? Like that, truly, just like what a nightmare. Yeah. And like, what? Why is that what I'm trying to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. But that's that's just the way it is. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, with Kanye, I feel like you know he's him. Like you said. um, mental health and depression and drug addiction that's not a new thing in hip-hop music it's just no. that i think the discourse like it's being talked about outside of their music now exactly um, like it's they're starting a conversation in places other than their lyrics and i think that makes a huge difference in how um it's perceived and how it's like received by those who are like taking in all of this and all of this information yeah how do you feel we could um, how do you think that these issues can get better in the hip hop community like what do you think needs to change it's easy to paint a picture and say you know everybody needs to be more supportive and understand these people are people and um but it's it's trying to figure out a way to go around that that catches everybody's attention i think that it's going to take somebody big like Kanye to actually reach out and, 
uh, somebody that has like a huge platform that everybody listens to. You know, everybody looks up to Kanye. No matter what he says or does, they can't say Kanye's wrong. Like, you know, yeah. even I was at the show in San Jose where he said he would have voted for Trump. And it's like people are booing for him one second and cheering for him the next. It's like, you know, it's going to take somebody with that kind of clout, I think, to kind of make it public what he went through yeah. and um and kind of make it seem like it's okay you know what i mean like it's okay to have this, these moments you know i think it's going to take somebody really like it's going to take something like that really big um and really honest to kind of wake people up because it's it hasn't been done before like besides kid cuddy going on facebook and saying i'm, I'm going to go find help for my depression you know, he hasn't made many more public statements aside from that. Yeah. Kanye's always, <laughs> he's been very straightforward about Exactly. Things. And I think it's going to take somebody like Kanye to be straightforward, very honest, very brutal about what he went through. And, um, and I think that that will be the start to kind of opening people's eyes to the fact that this is a thing. Like, you know, these artists go through go through emotional issues they have emotional breakdowns they are people um i think that uh someone who exudes strength at all times is nowhere near as strong as someone who admits weakness from time to time and um i don't know and it's and I just I can't say enough how important it is for people to for for someone to see someone else doing it for someone to feel not alone. The discourse is shifting and for the good. Those who suffer from mental illnesses can only become more encouraged to speak up and seek help when they see that people they look up to are doing the same, and hopefully they are encouraged to use hip-hop or use art as their coping mechanisms. Hopefully, we can also see a shift in the stigma against identifying mental illnesses in the hip-hop community. In the next episode, we'll take a look at the golden era of hip-hop, the 90s and the artists who chose to tackle subjects like PTSD, paranoia, and anxiety in their music. I'm Mallory Somera, and this has been Check Your Head. A special thank you to Richie Cunning and Jane for their time and invaluable input on this issue, and for being some of my favorite people to talk to. To Ryan Little, who's instrumentals are used in this episode to james green for being a kick-ass teacher and to my mom for everything thanks for listening